listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day and you're so excited to hear what is new. I love to celebrate and bring awareness to those who are going against the grain and doing something different. I always say, if you do something different, guess what? You're going to feel different. Today, I'm going live with a Louisiana gal. Her name is Barb Blink, and she's a wife and mother to two young girls, so we all know she's super busy. However, she began her career in fitness as a group fitness instructor and personal trainer and has been involved in the health and wellness industry for nearly two decades. So Barb's passion for nutrition led her to begin, which we're going to be diving into, Clean Creations. This is a clean meal delivery and grab-and-go service. So what's up, Barb? Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Definitely excited to share more about our company, but just talk all things health and wellness, of course, which is my passion of all passions. <laughs> okay, we're going to get into exactly how you got into this passion, right? I'm, I'm curious if it's something you battled and had to find your own way out, or is it just something you've always been interested in? But to get things started, why don't you, by the way, for the listeners, Barb has no idea which questions I'm about to ask her. So I'm just going to going to go right out the park. What is something interesting about yourself? Um, I'm an artist and I actually majored in art. So I have a degree in fine art, painting and drawing concentration. And I'm definitely, you know, I really still love to be creative in all aspects. And so I'm finding more nourishing energy from that lately in my life. I think because my kids are kind of getting they're still, I still have two little ones, but they're always wanting to do projects and, and be creative and do crafts. And so it's allowing me to like nourish that part of my soul. So yeah, I'm an artist and I love art. I love anything, you know, crafty and creative. Okay. That is a fun fact. I love that. So tell me what got you into health and wellness. Tell us a little bit about your bio and your journey. Yeah, certainly. I have always loved to be on stage, you know, as a young child, I was into acting and theater. And so then when I got older, I was started kind of, you know, getting into fitness and wellness. I was never an athletic person. Like I was never on any sports teams. And in fact, to this day, if you throw a ball at me, I'm probably going to (laughs) duck. I'm just not athletic, but I love to work out. I love to exercise. And so I've kind of married those two together as I got older and I wanted to compete So I started getting involved in the fitness industry and competing locally in the NPC. And then I turned pro and became a Louisiana bikini pro competitor and competed at the Olympia and was really heavily involved in that. And at that time, I was a personal trainer. I was a group fitness instructor. And I really saw a need in the market for, you know, healthy food options that were convenient. One thing I think has been a huge transformation for me personally is really making this change of what competition dieting looks like to actually what's really healthy. So when I look back on that, even though that was the foundation for really how our company began, 
I've learned so much about how like that is not really healthy for your body at all and what really is nourishing and healthy for your body. So I've I've kind of changed my perspective over the years on what I think is healthy and, and good for people to nourish their bodies and really just grew the company from there. And it really at that time, nobody was doing meal delivery services or meal prep. It really wasn't a, it wasn't a hot industry like it is now. But just over the years, we've just we've just began to, you know, grow and grow. So it's been quite the journey. Okay. Tell me, I'm curious in bikini competition, was there, were were people or yourself susceptible to eating disorders, eating the wrong things? Did you see that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And that's part of the reason why I think it's so, I look at, look at it now as being very unhealthy mentally and physically because you really are so restricted, so very restricted. And for a very long period of time, and when you compete, you're kind of in season. So you do show after show after show. And I've never suffered from eating disorders in my life, but I noticed I started to have a really bad relationship with food mm-hmm. through competitions. I would binge eat after shows and I would purge because it was just like, it was, it was too much, you know, and you just, you can't, couldn't get enough of food after you would come off of a show. And so looking back, I mean, it, it really is very, very unhealthy and just, and also too, there's a lot of people that in that industry who are giving bad information and bad advice and putting people on diets that they shouldn't be on just because they don't really have the awareness yet of what is nourishing and what's balanced. And so I, I do believe that there could be ways to do it healthy, I guess. I, I definitely, you know, looking back, I probably wasn't wasn't doing it as healthy as I should have been, you know. So Right. So now I'm curious that I'm trying to like do your roadmap. If you were potentially not doing that diet at the time the right way, say, and when did that kind of like turning point happen when you realize what's really inside of food and the right ingredients to consume to feel your best? You know, I think I always kind of knew it, even during competing. I kind of knew it because I was using a lot of like sugar free stuff, you know, because when you're competing, you can't have anything sweet normally. So mm-hmm. you always are looking for these alternatives, right? So, and I kind of just knew, like, I didn't feel great when I was using a lot of this stuff. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, this could not be healthy, you know? And I, I would say probably, I don't know, maybe a year or so after I've, I really stopped competing all the way. And I saw such a rebound in my body. I mean, I had gained a lot of weight and I couldn't get it off. I was so unhappy. I wasn't passionate about working out anymore. Like it just was like in a low, I was in a very low, low. And I think it was at that time when I was like, man, I got to get back to finding like real wellness and health. And it really was through that journey that I'm like, I really started, you know, just making myself more aware about what truly was healthy and nourishing to the body. And competing is, I mean, there's a place for it. And look, it, it definitely was, again, a foundation for what I do now. But it's a very brutal, brutal, brutal journey to put your body through for sure. Yeah. And so I see you signed up for the IIN nutrition program, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. When did you do that? What made you do that? So I'm new. I'm actually, I just started in March. Okay. So I'm in the beginning of it. I wanted to feel a deeper connection with my client base. And, you know, we started offering this 10 day detox through Clean Creations, which is a heavy metals detox. But through that offering, I started connecting with people on the phone to try to tell them about it. And when I would talk to people on the phone, phone call after phone call, I just kind of heard people say, 
or early 40s, they're pre-diabetic, high cholesterol, they're suffering with hypertension, rheumatoid arthritis, like all these things, you know, that people were suffering with. Mm -hmm. And then just listening to the narrative and the conversations that I was having with them and what they were saying about their, their wellness and how bad they were feeling. I just felt such this calling to like really connect with people on a deeper level. And I wanted to, you know, obviously get a certification that I felt would really prepare me and allow me to offer more knowledge and help people change their story, you know, change their story about health and change their story about wellness and be on that journey with them and really connect with them and hold them accountable. And I've had a coach before, a life coach, and I know how impactful it was for me. And I just, I really believe I can help people on that journey. And IIN is just the information it's just every module, I'm like, oh God, it just sets my soul on fire. So it's been really amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful. So let's dive into the labels there at Clean Creations in those foods. And I do want to shed light on, I remember when I started Wake Up, it's been three and a half years, which is crazy. It's awesome. I know. I started out locally, I would have hundreds of clients and they're like, Jin, where can we get prepared food? Some days we don't want to cook. And I'm like telling them all these different things they could get at the grocery store that's prepared. I let them know a couple meal delivery services that ship nationwide. But I was just like, listen, it's really difficult in New Orleans to find clean food. And I think you all potentially were using regular almond milk. And when I say that for my listeners, I mean, it's the almond milk, but the ingredients we don't like, and then potentially canola oil. But For everyone listening, Barb reached out to me. She's like, hey, we're so excited. We got an almond cow. Our milks are clean in our smoothies. And then I went and checked the labels again. I'm like, sweet, they're using good oil. What made you change that? We've always been, you know, my husband and I are in, we're life partners and business partners. So we're in the business together. And so we've kind of been pushing for that for quite some time. And we had, you know, we've had chefs along the way who have kind of fought us on that and saying, oh, it doesn't have a high enough smoke point, this and that and the other. And you know, we finally just got to the point where we were like, you know what? And we knew it was going to be, it's a higher price point, obviously way higher price point than canola oil. And when you're, when you're doing such high volume, like we are, it's going to affect the cost of the food. So, you know, we didn't want to have to raise necessarily raise our prices over that kind of a switch, but we really just got to the point where we felt so passionate about it that we were like, we must do this. We must make this change. And it's been probably about, I would say maybe almost nine months, nine to 10 months now that we've been using just strictly olive oil. And for all the chefs who've come before, I mean, you know, I was not running the kitchen always. I, initially I was. And then I, over the, over time I hired chefs and, and then I took back over the kitchen. So for all the chefs who had told me it could not be done, it's BS because our food is amazing. And it's that smoke point is perfect. And it's, you can use it in high volume cooking and it works out perfectly fine. So what are some popular foods you all offer? Oh man, we just did taste testing a little while ago. So we taste test our meals every single week to make sure that, you know, the quality is really good. It's plated beautifully. But off of this past menu, we do a a shrimp. It's shrimp and grits, basically. It's our version of shrimp and grits, but we do a a Creole sauce and we do it over cauliflower corn grits. It's amazing. So that one was really, really good when we tasted it. I always love like the hickory burgers. So we, we have a big commercial smoker where we can smoke burgers and things like that. So you get this nice smoky flavor and we do it over lots of vegetables. My goal is always to add as much color to our plates as possible. So lots of plant-based color and keeping the meals flavorful, but just simple and clean. You know, I think there's a lot to be said for that. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. 
to be a great dish. But we have a lot of different flavor profiles. Off this past menu, we have a Thai red curry with bok choy and it has lime in it and it's spicy, but it's also like, you know, it just has a lot, a lot of good, good flavors in there. So always good options. Okay. Tell me this. I want to break down the shrimp and grits so people can understand what makes shrimp and grits clean or not. So pop quiz for you, Barb. (laughs) Do you know what's inside of, and this is a very Southern dish. We have listeners all over the nation and the world. And so here in New Orleans, we have these like very heavy dishes, but you can make simple swaps to the dairy to the butter used, to the oil, to the a few ingredients, and it can become anti-inflammatory as opposed to eating it and it makes you bloated. So what do you believe is inside of New Orleans traditional shrimp and grits that could potentially cause distress on your gut? Well, we could start with the butter because there's a lot of that. It ain't the good kind either. Yeah, exactly right. I was about to say, I'm not fully against butter. You know, I love a good grass-fed butter. I love butter. Love butter. Love grass-fed butter. Love ghee. Yeah. But you know they're not nobody. They're not using high quality butter in majority of the restaurants that are preparing that type of food. And then you layer it on top of grits, which have no nutritional value and also like are going to just spike your insulin like crazy because it's highly processed. You know, a grit. You know, and then and then you layer on top of that a lot, a lot of salt. So shrimp are already really salty naturally, and then you know you're adding a lot of Creole seasonings in there that are not salt free. So then you got salt, butter and a highly processed ingredient like grits. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is, you brought up a good point. A lot of these dishes, and this potentially is in your pantries as well. If you're looking at your spices, you'll notice things such as, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's like sodium benzoate, or it's in, I want to say it's in Tony's Sacheries. I want to know the exact name, but another one that I thought of was the cheese. They're going to have cheese in it. And I always say you are what your cow eats. The cows are eating grains and inflammatory things. And so that's what's happening to you. The other thing I wanted to bring up was heavy whipping cream. They for sure are going to have heavy whipping cream in a lot of these dishes. And so finding the clean swap for that again, makes you feel really good, but I can't find the exact ingredient. There's a lot of spices out there though, but it's basically an anti-caking agent. Mm -hmm. That way, when you're pouring your spices, they actually come through those little holes, right? And they go into your tablespoon. However, it's because of this preservative they put in it. So when you read your labels for your seasoning, you want to make sure it's actually just spices. And America does need to eat more spices, more herbs. So My other question for you is, what do your customers look for on labels? Are they coming in and reading labels? Yes, more more now than I think I've seen in the past. And it's really about making, educating your your client base, you know, because a lot of people just don't know. And unfortunately, our healthcare system is not giving them Mm -hmm. the tools or awareness that is really needed to be able to properly read labels. But I do think through people like you and a lot of you know people on social media who are putting out legitimate information, people are starting to get a little more aware and wise about reading labels. And I, I do see a lot of people coming in and they do look at, so they look at sodium. But you know, oftentimes a lot of people start reading labels only after they've been diagnosed with 
something, right? Yep. And then now they start to say like, okay, well, I can't have this and this and this. I had a client who came in the other day. He was on dialysis and, you know, he, then he's, so now obviously he's really looking for low sodium and he's looking for all these different things because of what he's dealing with health-wise. The key is to start looking at that stuff before we receive some sort of diagnosis where then, you know, we have to deal with the, that. But yeah, I mean, I think people are looking at sodium. I try to, uh, people do look at calories still a lot of times. And that's one really hard paradigm I've fought to kind of break with people is because people are so focused on the number of calories that they oftentimes are not focused on what really matters, which is the quality of the food, you know, the quality of the ingredients. So to me, calories, they don't really mean a whole lot if we're not looking at where they're coming from. Of course, society has normalized calorie counting and there's regulations around it. So all the diets, there's diet industries worth billions of dollars. And so it's, people are wired that way. Yeah. I say you can get the same amount of calories in like a bag of Doritos as you can with some high quality meat with sauerkraut and avocado on top and all these things. So it's, it's different types of calories. I love what you said. People come in there when they essentially want their health back, right? It takes someone, I think it's important for people to have prevention. Like prevention is better than a cure, number one. Number two is I think people are out there spending their health, like their time, they are not sick, they're feeling really good. They're spending all of that getting wealth. But then all of a sudden the day they get real sick, then they have to spend all their wealth just to get their health back. So it is super important for everyone to just be the CEO of your health. This information is life-changing, but you're the only one that can take action. You're the only one that can become that CEO of your health and understand what works well for your body because unfortunately the system's broken, nobody's teaching it. And so kudos to you. Tell me this. Do you have any client transformations that you want to share through someone eating from Clean Creations? You're, I know you have smoothies. You have what? Tell us everything you got in the client story. We have so many. Oh my gosh, we have so many. On a previous note of what you just said, one of my one of my affirmations <laughs> and mantras is yeah. my body is my business. I like it. And that's how you should treat it. My body is my business and you are the CEO of your own body. So take charge mm-hmm. and stay curious. So don't always stop at the first answer you get from a doctor because I think people need to dig deeper. But as far as transformation goes, we had this guy who was coming into Baton Rouge and he always, he would caught my attention when he first came in because he came in with this giant black cowboy hat on. And so it was just like in New, or- in New Orleans, you don't see that a whole lot in Baton Rouge. You, you know, it's, you see it a little bit more, I guess. So he came in one day and, um, you know, he had a t-shirt on and he's a cowboy hat. We started chit-chatting and he was looking for some meals and he was telling me how he was the cook in the family. He was a fireman and he used to be, he, he said he was a former firefighter calendar model. Okay. So I'm like, that's good stuff. So he's like, listen, I'm ready to get back to my calendar weight. Like he was ready to get back in a fight and shape, you know? And so we just had a one conversation about how I felt like one of the biggest things that I have seen has been transformational for people is really cutting sugar, refined sugar out of their life because it is so inflammatory and it, it, it really is to me, it's like the root of all evil, right? So I said, look, if you just make this one switch, eat our food, really watch refined sugar in your lifestyle and your, in your daily life. 
I think it's going to really help you, you know? And he's like, well, how do you get your kids to eat vegetables? Like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I just, you know, that's just what we have to eat. So that's just what they eat. Mm -hmm. So I saw him probably around three months later, I, I ran into him again in the retail. And when I tell you he looked like a different person, I mean, he came in, he still had his big black cowboy hat on, but he just looked also just more proud, you know? I mean, before when I saw him, he just seemed kind of like, his whole body language was just, you could tell he was just not in a happy place. And when I saw him again, and not only had he lost weight, but he just seemed more like he was walking more upright and he was more confident. And it was just such an awesome, it was a beautiful transformation. Just And he said it was just so effortless. He's like, man, I just started eating else food more regularly. He's like, I took your advice. I stopped eating sugar. I stopped drinking soft drinks. I started feeding my kids more vegetables and just said like, you know, this is what we're doing now. And I love that because you see so much BS on social media about transformations and so much of it's fake and phony and, and fabricated. And so then when you see a real person who is just out there, he's a fireman, you know, living a real life with kids and things. And like, just by making some conscious decisions in his life and to make a transformation like that, it's just, it's such a beautiful story to tell. And it just goes to show that normal people every day when they do take control of their wellness can have such profound impact in a very relatively short amount of time. I mean, three months out of a lifetime is nothing. It's a blip. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite transformation stories just because I got to see it like in person firsthand, like one month, then three months. Tangible. Yes. Tangible. Yeah. That's excellent. You should put... This is a, a tip. Maybe you want to take it. Maybe you don't. If I were you and I had people walking in my door, I would have like a wall of testimonials with their picture. Yeah. And saying, you know, what, let them, I don't know, give a sentence about how they feel or something. I actually wanted to do that in my office once. I was like, we have thousands of testimonials. How do we make this tangible for us working in the office every day? We need to see their faces on the wall. We need to hear, we need to keep hearing. I'm always like, feed me the good stories, feed me the good stories. Try to get my, um, my work crew to just feed me good stories all day. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. Where can everybody find Clean Creations? Definitely follow me on social. So I manage the Instagram and I'm, I'm responsive on there. So you could definitely follow me. My personal one is Barb Wellness on Instagram. And then Clean Creations is eat underscore clean creations. And I, I'm on both of those pretty much every day. So, or you can go to our website, which is cleancreations.com and see our menus and check out all of our offerings. We have smoothies on there, which yeah, I love, love, love. And of course, meals, subscriptions and... um you know, lots of fun extras too. Like we have these amazing matcha balls and cranberry energy bites and we sell elderberry. We sell local elderberry on there and um, van friendly donuts. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but. Oh yeah. So good. I think I have stock in van friendly donuts. Love them. Actually, they're coming on our podcast. Oh, awesome. They're so awesome. Yes. They're so awesome. Yes. And I got oxalis and brass roots. I'm trying to get all the local people. So love the locals. I'm excited about it. For everybody listening, use the code WAKEUP10. You can get 10% off and go check out Clean Creations to take a night off of cooking, especially if you're here locally in New Orleans and you still want a clean option. So I appreciate you, Barb. Thanks so much. And know that we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. See you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Thank you.